It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Screen Heroes. Welcome back for yet another episode. We just will not stop. We can't stop. We can't stop. We won't, we won't stop. stop. <laughs> All right. I am joined by my two cohorts, mainly because they really don't know how to live without me. Ryan. Hello. And Derek. What's up? And we are joined by one of our favorite people in the whole world. He is a frequent guest as well as a Patreon contributor. You should be too. Jordan, thank you for coming back. Glad to be back. Hopefully we have the problems from last week fixed. Resolved. Oh my god. Rachel was about to chuck whatever computer was being used across the room. Look, so for those who don't know, because if you just listen to the podcast, you may not be aware, but we ran into some significant technical issues during the live stream last week while I was in Canada. It was pretty embarrassing. It was not great. Um, and I tried my best to edit it all together from an audio standpoint, but that's why if you're looking for the video of this on YouTube, it doesn't exist. And if you go to our Twitch channel, you'll see eight separate videos for last week's episode. Um, but hopefully we, we are good this week. We'll have to see what happens. Um, so if you're in chat with us live at twitch.tv slash heroes podcast, uh, let us know if you hear any issues. By the way, this is why we beg for Patreon because if it turns out to be the mic. We're kind of screwed and we're off the air for a couple weeks, okay? So, please We're just don't. recording in 10-minute chunks for the... For the rest of our lives. Yeah, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> okay. So, as always, we're going to kick this off with some news. I've got one piece that I prepared. Ooh. How cool is it that our rumors are swirling around Logan will be up for Oscars? I think that's very interesting. Um, I think that superhero. I think that non-traditional Oscar bait films have been overlooked for a long time. Absolutely, not just superhero movies. I think there have been a lot of really good fantasy or uh, sci-fi or animated films that are Oscar-worthy movies that that get looked over because of what they are. I agree. Um, so I definitely think that Logan is a really, really good movie, um, and I think that it definitely deserves a look. I haven't seen every movie to come out this year, so I can't say that it's the best movie, right? But I definitely feel it deserves consideration. Rumors are swirling that this is finally going to get Patrick Stewart a nomination and most likely a win. About damn time. Seriously. Yeah. No, I'm all about it. I think it was a good movie. It's, yeah. I think it deserves some some recognition. Even just a nomination, I think, would be a nice nod to the genre that is kind of overlooked. Yeah, I mean, other than Heath Ledger's um, po- uh, post, uh, post- posthumous. posthumous, that's the word, posthumous win uh, for supporting actor, I can't think of another superhero comic book era film that won an Oscar. To be completely honest, I believe that the only reason that role was nominated was because Heath Ledger died and the Academy felt compelled 
Maybe, to yeah. S- celebrate his life because he was robbed of it the year before for Brokeback. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of how I feel about the whole situation. Uh, I, I mean, the Academy does have a history of giving it to actors the year after they should have won it. Right. Like Denzel Washington. Uh, Absolutely. He wasn't bad in Training Day, but I think he deserved it for John Q. So, you know, there's a pattern of that. I completely agree. But, you know, Warner Brothers has also submitted Wonder Woman for consideration for an, an Academy Award. I love that movie. Uh, I don't see it going that far. I, I would. Maybe. I imagine it'll Not be Not for up, any of the main categories, right. for sure. I yeah. imagine it'll be up for the normal special effects, costuming, art, things like that. Yeah, if there's an art possibly, art direction, yeah. Possibly original score, although I'm pretty sure, like, I would bet one of my toes on the fact that Dunkirk's going to win that. Which toe? No, well, Dunkirk... Maybe a pinky. Dunkirk so you're will, not really confident then. Dunkirk will certainly win something like sound editing. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I would think that some of the other movies, like maybe even Blade Runner, would be up for best original score. Blade Runner's score was so powerful. It Its goal was to make you feel very uncomfortable, and it did. It, did it that achieved well. that. I paid attention to it because I was like, oh, that noise. <laughs> So like, that's why I think like you know, war movies get sound editing down. Like they almost always win some sound editing award. But for score, I think there are some better scores out there this year. Fair enough. So. I didn't see Dunkirk. I'm so tired of war films. What twist can you put on it? It's just watching a bunch of white men die all around you. And ugh. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't appeal to di- me. <laughs> this is a little different uh, from your average war story where it's you know like. At D Day no, on Normandy Beach. No, it's war on a bridge. My bad. No, no, that's not what Dunkirk is. It was like ninety percent of a trailer. Bridge. Yeah, they were all on a bridge trying to get the little dock. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, the dock. Yeah. It was uh, just an enclosed yeah, space yeah, 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 yeah. and bombs all around. It, them. It, it's more focusing Come on all these civilians that had to try and save these soldiers who were basically stuck and were going to get bombed like fish in a barrel. And so you had like fishermen and stuff who have. No weapons and no real military training trying to save these people. So it's more about them. I, I think it's an interesting, different kind of war movie. So Fair enough. But anyway. Did you guys prepare anything? For what, the news? Yeah, the news. Well, they did announce that uh, Avengers, Inf- Avengers 4 Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War, whatever the official title is, uh, will actually focus heavily on Captain Marvel. And that she will be a major focus for everything post-Infinity War. Good. So I, know, I think that's a smart move. I know there was, like, we were unsure about it. You know, how much was she going to be in it, if really at all? And were they going to be able to focus on a Phase 4 kind of thing? Because there's been some talk that the phases might be over. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good sign that, you know, she will be a main focus. And I imagine, of course, Black Panther, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, those will be too. Um, but... This is, you know, came out, I guess, today, so. That's awesome. There was a rumor that went around earlier in the week that Justice League is going to be the shortest DCEU movie. So movie theaters have confirmed that the runtime they've been given is 121 minutes, so two hours and one minute, uh, which certainly makes it the shortest DCEU film. But makes me question how much Zack Snyder is in it. I think uh, definitely this is a Joss Whedon movie. Because... I mean, Maybe. It certainly doesn't make it a short film. I'm just kidding about that. No. Um, it's still two hours. Right, but every Zack Snyder movie yes. ever. No, I know. It has I, to be cut down from four and a half hours to. I think that's where my frustration comes out with this conversation because, like, when they're long, people complain that they're long. And now that it's not long, people are complaining that, well, there's obviously something wrong with it because it's not long. Well, so. you, you sent us 
that Shazam tweet. Oh, yeah. That was absolutely right. hilarious. Yeah. It completely defines fandom. If he has a cape, people will be like, this is stupid. If he doesn't, people will say, this is stupid. He was talking about the hood on the Shazam right. cape. Yeah. Because sometimes he has one, sometimes he doesn't. Right. And personally, yeah. I know this isn't a question, but I feel like it would make him look a lot different from Superman if he had the hood, so they should go that route. But... Um, I think that's probably why he was given one at one point was to help different. Well, and them. when you're talking in a universe where there's only like six heroes or something right now that are really yeah. uh, known, I think if Superman's a big one. That would be a good way to do it. But yeah, that was hilarious. That guy, uh, the director that tweeted that, is on Reddit and he's he's in all the DC uh, mm-hmm. uh, EU subreddits and he chats with people and stuff. He, he seems like he's a very good pick for the Shazam movie, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah, and they also confirmed along those lines that Shazam is still slated for its 2019 original release date. Uh, production is actually supposed to start in February. That's yeah, cool. It's the next one to film. So, next DC EU um, movie to film. Which seems like it's kind of interesting because we, we kind of got this big blast of, of DC stuff with, um, you know, BVS, Suicide Squad, and then Wonder Woman, you know, really quick. And then we have to wait until November of next year for Aquaman. And then I would imagine about until the November of the following year for Shazam. So they've kind of sped up really quick and then slowed down. Yep. Uh, took it's their odd. foot off the gas. Maybe that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? Because with Marvel now, we're going to get three movies a year, which I think is a lot to ask. And like four TV shows. Well, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But Oversaturation I, is a thing. Well, we've talked about it on the show. That I think it's a lot to ask the average consumer mm-hmm. to see, to spend money on. Well, the MCU has four or five TV shows a year now. But Marvel itself also has uh, two to three more X-Men shows mm-hmm. coming out as well. So that's those are still Marvel properties. They may not be in with the MCU, but it's still a lot. If you're a Marvel fan, you've got a lot of work to do, and that's asking just too much of some people. Not everybody can do it. I think another piece of news that we didn't cover last week because it came out was uh, the Punisher release date. Absolutely. Um, right. It's being released the same day as the Justice League movie. The yeah. 17th. In America here, yeah. Is that right? The 17th? I think so. Yeah. There's a bit of contention with that. People are saying that the Marvel show will hold back numbers, and I just I have to disagree with that. Marvel released Daredevil 2 uh, during BBS. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that slowed anybody down either. I think if you're going to see a movie opening night, you see it opening night. And if you're going to binge watch a show, you do that over the spare weekend. You know, you're not going to, we're not going to do two things in one day like that. That's just. Speak for yourself. Well, I mean, I think there are. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I love The Punisher, so I might end up doing, you know, binging as much as I can immediately. But I think there's a lot of people who do intend to watch the entire entirety of The Punisher that weekend. It's well, very possible. Know, I um, might do that during that But that weekend. doesn't mean you can't go see Justice League. Honestly, no, I would right. be more concerned about um, whether Justice League will take movie money away from, or viewings away from the Punisher than I would for vice versa. Well, but, he, I'm not sure, because he, here's the thing. If you have Netflix already, Punisher's free. Yeah. Right? It's part of your Netflix subscription. So if you don't have a lot of money and you're trying to save for, I don't know, the holiday season, for example, um, and you just want to sit at home with, you know, friends or significant others or family members and do something, you can watch The Punisher without spending additional money. Um, That's why if you look at, like, these movie calendars now, 
two big movies coming out the same weekend is almost unheard of. Absolutely. Because they know that people are going to see one movie this weekend. They're yeah. not going to go see two movies unless you're crazy like it's us. It's not cheap to go to the movies. No. Well, so, I mean, it's... it's 15 bucks a ticket on average now in the United States. So it's a lot to ask people. And you're fighting for the same demographics. Like, let's be honest. How much crossover is there between the Thor crowd, the Justice League crowd, the Coco crowd, and the uh, Murder on the Orient Express? Like, those are four movies that I'm very interested in seeing. That's one a week during the month of November, and I can't pull it off at those ticket prices. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and especially Thor and Justice League. I would imagine almost they have the, the largest same demographic, right? Uh, you know, Murder on the Orient Express is probably a little more adult than those two movies. You're probably going to take a lot of kids to go see Murder on the Orient Express, and on the flip side, you're going to take a lot more kids to see Coco than you will Justice League. Yeah. Um, so you know. Still, two major superhero movies. They were still, you know, smart enough to not release them on the same weekend. Yeah, they each have they have a week in between, so you know, Thor can ha- dominate the box office for two weeks, mm-hmm. and then Justice League probably will take it over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. Sh- I don't. Thanksgiving weekend's always a weird weekend for movies. You know, the Hunger Games have come out around that time. Harry Potter has come out around that time. Um, so I will be curious to see how Justice League's numbers are that weekend. I'm not sure they'll break Hunger Games and Harry Potter records, but I'm sure that it will overtake Thor's place at the box office that month. I mean, it's not yeah, hard. Yeah, Thor's be- been out for three. That'll yeah, be the third yeah. week. It's, it's not, not hard really to beat out a challenge. I mean, week, Justice League will will win its opening weekend. That's because what it'll I be was the saying. The third week for Thor and the second week for Murder on the Orient Express. Um, but Coco, I'm sure, will win the following week, <laughs> you know, because uh, it's a Pixar movie. Let's face it. And that is Thanksgiving weekend. And what are you going to do with bratty kids who are off school? You're you going to take, take them to Coco. Yeah. Pixar always does well financially. Even when they don't do well, they still did pretty freaking well. Right. So, um, that's kind of how November will go. Any other news items? I keep playing around with our... Uh, Screen Heroes Awards. We started that oh, yeah. up this past week, and each day we release a new category. You vote for the winners. Winners are calculated on uh, November 30th and announced on our Screen Heroes Awards Part 2, I guess, t- uh, episode. Electric Boogaloo. That's right. Definitely. Um, go December to, 5th. Yes, December 5th here on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcast at Heroes Podcast. Jordan will be there, right? Jordan will be there. Jordan is going to be on the show. why is this important to you? Why do you care about an award show? We know the winners don't give a crap about the award show, so we're going to give you stuff. This year, I've got uh, a wonderful artist creating new pieces for each category so that every viewer that gets a prize gets a legitimate piece of artwork. It's it's the only one out there. It'll be a a one-of-a-kind. Now, you have to go vote, though. So go to our Facebook page or our Instagram. And vote. And vote. Vote in the comments about who you think should win each category. Share them so we get more votes because we don't want any ties. Ties are frustrating. We want winners. Uh, So go out there, at Heroes Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can go all the way back and keep voting. We get a new one every day, usually around 7 p.m. Eastern. 
about that time. So Rachel said the winners don't give a crap, but Derek is leaving his front door unlocked that night, no. so that if any of the winners are going to stop in, then they, can, <laughs> they can just come Gal on. Gal Gadot, if you want to hang out, feel just free. Come on by. by. I can say on the show that Gal Gadot has not said she won't be here. Exactly. We <laughs> <laughs> can't confirm that she's going to be here. Uh, but we did this last year. You can go check it out. It was episode fifty of Screen Heroes. Uh, it's going to be bigger and better this year, so check us out December 5th, Tuesday, December 5th, live. 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 I will not present with Ryan, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jordan, what do you think was the best movie That's the worst this year? That's I've ever heard. <laughs> Brings back PTSD, doesn't yeah. it? Ryan, Ryan was uh, a, a good character for our award show, so. Yep. It was great. We might make him wear like his Batman or, or something. Maybe, I don't know what you're talking about. Being co- in character. That's Batman. Oh. I'm sorry. I mean, I know your, him. Your, your, I can talk to him if you want. How but... about your Dobby mask? <laughs> That's just Dobby. I don't. I, you keep thinking I'm these characters. Really? Because you know? I mean, when I've seen Dobby around here, he's a little taller than I remember him mm-hmm. being. Well, I mean, you know, there was no scale really in Harry Potter. You don't know the, the humans might have been ten feet tall. Oh my God. Emma Watson is historically freakishly tall. <laughs> Just saying. All right, all right, all right, all right, boys. All right, let's move on. So tonight we are fan casting the new HBO Watchmen series. We haven't done a fan casting in a while. It's not very popular with you guys, so we stopped doing them. But the Watchmen is such a great graphic novel, and to have it adapt into a comic book series or comic book series into a TV series is really exciting for all of us. We're we're all just kind of thrilled that we get to see a new interpretation of it. Maybe even a giant squid monster at the end. Who knows? Um, I went ahead and I did not cast a giant squid monster. So that's fine. Okay, I cast a giant squid monster as Lockjaw from Inhumans. <laughs> Can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I just did, Derek. All right, Boom. best fan casting I, ever. I cast Squidward. No. Then, uh, I my, think Lockjaw wins. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. Nope. That's happening. I hope you put more thought into your other casting choices. Right. They're all SpongeBob characters. Okay, okay. guys. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> All right, all right. All right, so I'm extra as hell and went ahead and did the Minutemen, too, even the ones that are glorified cameos. So um, I can start there with my list of randoms, or let's just go ahead and cast the Watchmen, and we can throw in my Minutemen at the end. Let's let's start some off, and maybe you can interject your Minutemen well, in why between. Don't we, why don't we just do our Watchmen casting, because if any of hers are overlapping with the other ones, it kind of takes the glory away from the people that cast them That's as true. their main I agree. Watchmen. Yeah. That's what I was saying. All we'll right, so yeah. let's okay. start with my favorite character. Uh, very complex, incredibly... Um, I guess just multifaceted. That's the comedian. Okay. Derek, who did you cast for your comedian? I hate going first. All right, Ryan. I cast... No, I got this. I got... I cast... Sean Bean. Okay. And the air is... You're a red watchman? Yes. Okay. This is my copy sitting right here. Wow. Well, that's... Okay. Explain yourself. Oh, yeah. I would like to just hear you you out on this one. Well, I'm a little shocked that, like, you guys are, like, super against it because he's no, a no, really no, no, good no, no, actor. No, no, I'm not against so... it at all. I want your explanation because it's not who I picture. Okay, so, uh, first off, 
this is this is my fault. I I didn't understand that we were doing this for the HBO show. I thought it was for a movie. Oh, okay. So most of my act, all of my actors are like movie actors. Sean Bean's really the only one who does TV on a regular basis because <laughs> uh, he did Game of Thrones, of course, but he also did Lord of the Rings. It's all good, uh, right? So he he's done both, but uh, just for context there. Um, but no, Sean Bean is a very strong actor. He's done, uh, you know, fantasy type stuff before. And even though this is superhero, superhero is still fantasy. Um, it's a little bit darker and he's done some dark characters. I mean, when Boromir is turning on Frodo and all of that, he has to go to some pretty dark places for that kind of thing. And I think that Sean Bean has the range and the experience to bring the kind of dichotomy that the comedian has. Query, do you think... It's playing into a trope to have Sean Bean die in the first scene of your show. Answer. Does he have to die in the first scene? Comedian dies on the I first mean, page of the comic. The, yeah. but, if it's going by the graphic novel, but I, was, I mean, I'm not saying, like, look, the Watchmen movie we got is not, like, the best direct adaptation in the world. Right? Shut um, your horn Yeah, I mean, other than the ending. I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty panel for panel on a lot of it. I mean... Yes, but there's all the flashbacks and stuff like that where, you know, the comedian's not dead yet. Um, look, John Bean dies in most of the stuff that he's in. Uh, That's why she asked that. And so, don't get me wrong. The joke. He obviously... No, I got the joke. <laughs> but obviously, Sean Bean is not going to take it too personally if his contract and his script is what it is. So, I think that as an actor, he fits the bill. And I think, uh, you know, if he needs to be killed off immediately... He's used to being killed off and stuff. I think he would bring fun to that role. I'm actually interested to see that because I've never seen him play a role quite like that before. So it would be just full on like, huh, the whole time. And I like that kind of stuff. It was my reaction to Heath Ledger as Joker. I was never against it. I was more like, all right, let's do this, you know? So Jordan, who'd you cast? Now, now, Jordan, it looked like maybe you cast kind of similar to the way I did that you did it for a movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it wasn't just me. No, um, I don't know how you guys would like it, though, but for the comedian, I actually put Ron Perlman. Okay. Well, I do love Ron Perlman. I like him in everything. And he's also done TV, so I'm not upset about this. I watched the entire series of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> not recently. This was not an adult choice of mine. Sure, 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 sure. Um, no, I think that's a good choice. Look, Ron Perlman plays kind of uh, aggressive characters from time to time, like all the time. It would basically be his Blade Two character. Yeah, yeah. It would be similar to his Pacific Rim character, too. Um, not as funny, necessarily, but... Um, Definitely that kind of biting, sarcastic, macho kind of personality. Pretty um, much, yeah, what I'm, I've grown to expect from Ron Perlman. <laughs> I like it better than Sean Bean, so. <laughs> well, well you heard it here, folks. <laughs> right. Your choice. So, first, I cast it for the TV show because I paid attention. <laughs> Second, 50-50. This, was extre- this whole thing was extremely difficult for me because I love the movie so much. It's very hard for me to dissociate those characters I with... Agree. With the actors, and and I might insult every single one of your picks because 
I, it's very difficult. Like I said, it's just really hard. I can't even really imagine my picks in those roles. Well, there were two tough. actors I wanted to replace in that whole film, and there were like yeah, there was, fifteen. There was actors. at least like, one. I, yeah, I wanted definitely. to keep. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to keep most of them in their roles, but that would be. I felt like that was too much yeah, of a pop out. Do that. So. I, I didn't. No. And I get it. Like I, I just want to say that I had a hard time with this. I'm not. I might be harsh on you guys, but I'm probably harsh on my own too. Honestly, it's my just... goal was just to come up with actors that I thought could pull off the character outside of the the original movie. And you existing. two, you two haven't so. haven't read the graphic novel. Or you have read the graphic yeah. novel. I have, and not. you have not. Okay. So you're casting based on what you know from the movie. Yes. And don't get me wrong; it's it's hard for me to completely disassociate the movie because I've seen I know the movie better than I know the graphic novel because I've seen the movie multiple yeah. times. I've read the graphic novel maybe twice. I know I've read it once, right? So you know, a lot of these characters, just the way they look, is the way they look in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. so who do you got? Um, I cast John Hamm. Okay. Oh. I like John. I mean, Hamm. I think it's a pretty safe pick. He's he has the look for it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think he's got the chops for it. Uh, I just think it's a easy. That was the, one of the easiest castings for me, honestly, because I thought that he was already ninety percent of the way there, just in his normal everyday life and you yeah. know look wise, and it wouldn't be that hard for him to go go as dark as you have to for the comedian. John Hamm's a great actor. So I, I have no doubt. He's got the jawline, you know, everything. Like, <laughs> superhero jawline. Yeah, he we, does. It's we true. finally just watched Baby Driver, and he was one of my favorite parts of that film. So good. So, yeah, he's surprisingly so good. good in almost everything I mean, that I've seen him in. So He was so good in Bridesmaids. That face he makes when he gets a blowjob is pure comedy. Like, best part. I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, whatever. Sorry. Okay, so that leaves me, and I cast Gerard Butler. He is Ooh. my only actor on the list that's primarily movies, but the dude has made some stinkers recently. Like, he's leading Geostorm right now, and that's Oops. just, right? Like, he yeah. needs to get his career back on track, and a good, edgy TV show would do the trick. Um, yeah, Geostorm it, is like Volcano, but it wasn't made in the 90s. Right. <laughs> or was it like Dante's Peak? It's, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Dante's, like, it's Dante's, more like Spear. Fair enough. Keep in mind that in Volcano, a volcano erupts in the middle of LA. So like... What that, happens in Dante's Peak? Uh, like a volcano, volcano erupts. erupts. Like, a, like a mountain volcano oh, erupts. Okay. Like, <laughs> so, it's been so long since I've seen those movies. I just remember the guy walking into the lava and like slowly burning up no. while he's saving somebody. Ugh. Well, in Dante's Peak... That was Dante's Peak, I think. In Dante's Peak, it's the grandmother or the mother, and it's it's basically like acid water that she's pulling a boat through for like... Oh, it wasn't lava? Escape. It wasn't lava. Oh, I just remember um, that scene being really... And then Pierce Bronson horrifying. breaks his arm, so his like elbow shoots through the skin and stuff. It was pretty gross. Gross. Anyway, Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to a weird place. Uh, <laughs> Gerard Butler, I mean, between his amazing job in Law Abiding Citizen and 300, I just think combining the two equals the comedian. So it would uh, it would prove to the world that he's a good actor again because he desperately needs that. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to one of the more difficult people to replace, and that's Rorschach, because Jackie Earl Haley is the best. I, I had a really, really hard time with this one. I'm, I, I'm not super thrilled with my pick, but it was the best I could come up with. Fair enough. 
So should I go first, I guess, since I'm talking? Yeah. Um, so for Rorschach, yeah, I, I mean, he, obviously, Jackie was, was amazing for that role. And I would, he was another one of the characters I just kind of wanted to keep the way he was because he was great. Uh, so I, I picked uh, Michael Shannon. Okay. Um, I feel like he can get the gritty kind of overly angry monologue going really well and could keep that, you know. Oh, just a Zod voice? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was picturing. Um, I'm not sure that he would get the, 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 the dark humorous side of it as well. Um, you know, like, you know, of course, like the can of beans and, um, you know, things like that. But, uh, I, I do think he could pull off the, the narration, the monologues that the character kind of requires you to have. I think he's got the voice for it, and I think he's got the personality for it. Okay. I'm going to say, looks wise, you got you got a good pick, and uh, and acting wise, you got a good pick. My struggle would be that like Rorschach is supposed to be really short compared to the rest of yeah. the of the Watchmen, and Michael Shannon is not short, and so no. that would be it would you'd be a tough like, sell. You'd have to reverse Tom Cruise, right? Well, no, you'd right? have to do a reverse Gandalf, and you know, <laughs> make, him, make him a Hobbit. Well, because no, Tom Cruise is only like five eight, and they always make him look like he's six two or something like yeah. that in his movies. Or you just do the Logan thing, and you have the audience accept it. Or like, you cast everybody true. else as seven feet tall. <laughs> there you go. Everybody <laughs> else are basketball players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Space Jordan, Jam all over again. Who's your Warshack? Yeah, no, no one's gonna like this one, but uh, I actually had Bruce Willis for that one. Is who I put in that role for me, Ryan. Well, I love Bruce Willis. Yeah, I don't uh, really love that casting choice. He doesn't talk a whole lot in his movies, so I'm not sure how no. well like those monologues giant... would be terrible. It'd be like a joke. Maybe that's what they need like. To he's do. kind of, like I could see it in his face, like the look of Rorschach, but I I would really struggle to hear him. I don't think I could take him seriously doing the monologues that Rorschach does. The That's my tough Friar part. scene would be cool coming from him. Yeah, but it would just be like another Die Hard movie. You yeah, know it I mean? would come like, off very John McClane and less psychotic. And maybe that's the problem, is that he's just become John McClane at this point. Because he doesn't do a whole lot of other movies. Like, he is doing the new uh, Glass uh, Unbreakable 2. But I guess we'll have to wait and see how he does that. But other than that, he's really just done these diehard style roles for, for the last like fifteen years, ten years. I was gonna say ten, yeah. You know, uh, give or take. Yeah, he he hasn't really done anything too comedy focused since the nineties. Obviously, his character in Pulp Fiction was very different. But yeah, I know it's a little controversial with that one, but I just I don't know. Like like you guys said, the look was perfect in my view. And but yeah, the talking was the only drawback I really had as well. But I'd like to see what he could do with it. So also, he's a little old. Doc okay. Rev likes it. Doc Rev thinks it's a good pick in chat. Uh, I mean, he's uh, the thing is they're not young characters. Well, some of them are. I mean, he's not. He was not uh, one of the Minutemen. No, know? he wasn't one of the Minutemen. But he's so not, he's obviously I mean, younger than like the comedian and. Uh, yeah, Silk Spectre. I mean, you can play with the ages a little bit. I mean, how old is the comedian, you know, in the movie? He looks... 60. Right? Yeah. Okay, so then maybe, you know, Rorschach's 45 or 50? Could be. Could be 30. We don't I mean, know. He, but he looks a lot older than that in the movie, is all I'm saying. So, I think Bruce Willis doesn't look anywhere near as old as he actually is. Um, and so, he still pulls off these big action roles without... Like, he, that's never the problem with the movies, isn't that he's not the believable part, you know? So that part, I'm, I'm I can get by that. All right, Ryan, your turn. I went younger 
uh, okay. my Rorschach. And I, it's probably not gonna I'm be, shocked. <laughs> I'm, it's probably not going to be somebody that you two are familiar with. You might be. I don't know. Um, but again, I went with a TV actor. Uh, if you watched Gotham, uh, the guy that plays Jerome, his name is Cameron Monaghan. He is really good as Jerome. He, he can is. pull off crazy, like, psychotic. He's got a very unique... He actually kind of looks like Jackie Earl Haley, like a younger version. That's true. Um, and yeah, I never noticed. He has... He, he can go to those dark places. He's proved it as Jerome on, on Gotham, and um, I think that going from Gotham to an HBO Game of Thrones caliber show is where he deserves to be because he's a really, really good but relatively unknown actor. Um, but I think he would kill it as Rorschach. That's very That'd interesting. That'd be awesome. Uh, obviously, I don't know him from any other role. I've just seen very small bits and pieces from Gotham because you know, when people thought well, you at least was, know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everyone was thinking at first he was the Joker and so there was a lot of stuff about him and that character. So. Let's face it. They wanted to make him the Joker he's and there was pushback. Yeah. Like he's come yeah. back. It's gone back and forth yeah. with him. He died and come back and you know everything else several times. So I mean he probably is the Joker. They don't know what they're doing at this point right, with him. My, my point was, though, because he's connected to such a high-profile character, there's been a lot of stuff written about gotcha. him. Since I don't watch Gotham, I have kept up on most of that stuff. So I think that's a very interesting pick. I think regardless of like the news and what people were like, oh, he shouldn't be the Joker or anything like that, everybody pretty much unanimously loves his take on the character if it is the Joker. Right. Um, but they think the Joker shouldn't have a backstory or whatever. I think that's the main problem yeah, with him. That's not a fair. That's a fair distinction, right? It means he's obviously doing a very good job, but yeah, you know, I haven't really heard any negative from anybody about that. And so I think with Rorschach, it's kind of a similar character to the Joker in terms of like completely insane and just ridiculously dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. So. My guy wasn't based on looks. He was based on acting. I figured since for the majority of the show he's going to have his face covered, then it doesn't, it's secondary or even tertiary to the reason I have him. I picked Milo Ventimiglia, who is probably best known to this group as Peter Petrelli from Heroes, but he's also been on This Is Us and uh, Gilmore Girls. So from a young age, he's had dramatic acting. He has had um, intense scenes where he's had to be thrown off the handle and be kind of a psychopath. He's he's played characters that borders on the good, the bad. He can get the creepy voice. He can get the intimidation down. So I know he looks nothing like um, even the Rorschach depiction in the comics, but I think he could really both creep out Viewers as well as gain sympathy. I actually didn't watch Heroes, so I'm not familiar with who oh, that okay. actor is at all. <laughs> so enough. I can't really have an opinion on it, unfortunately. Fair enough. Okay, so Dr. Manhattan, the big blue dick we'll be seeing. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Let's, let's reverse the order. All right. So Eric isn't ready for this one. No, no, no. I'm calling an audible. So all thought. right, so I picked Matt Bomer. He's been on Suits. He's been in a couple films. He is a, unfortunately, he's best known for being very attractive, but I believe that it's um, his capability to be completely stoic and subtle that Dr. Manhattan needs. You need to pull off lines and sound incredibly smart, but 
incredibly disconnected. So that's why I picked Matt Bummer. So I'm I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time remembering who that is. He's right now. He or he was on Suits. That's where he kind of got his. Yeah, I never saw Suits. Okay. So I'm you sorry. <laughs> you may not recommend. The name sounds really familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar to me too. Yeah, I feel like he's been in like the CW shows or something. Okay, he so he looks like a yeah. CW actor. He looks like supermodel, beautiful, way too old to be in high school. He looks like Superman. Kinda. I think he would have made a really good Superman. Like, no offense to the guy on on Supergirl, but I think he would have done a really good job. So, okay. You can just Interesting. pass it around if yeah. anybody else needs reference. Interesting. Yeah, I do not know him, so I can't really say too but much can about Can he pull that. off bald? I know he can pull <laughs> off naked, so... Well, I mean, that's important too, I suppose. Of yeah. course, they'll probably just edit it after its first few weeks and make it have, have, make him have underwear so that... Yeah. Yeah, I was lucky enough to see it before Me too. underwear, and a couple of, uh, of women in the audience thought it was the single funniest thing to ever occur in a motion picture. I couldn't... That was the first time in my memory that I remember a movie being edited while it's in theaters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably. And it, right. I mean, I really can't think of any others. Like beyond being the first that I remember, it's no. probably the only I can think of off the top of my head. The only thing similar is uh, what? What are those animal movies with uh, the zebra and the lion and yeah. Madagascar? Uh, Madagascar yeah. The original Madagascar uh, was not Madagascar, and it was in theaters for like a week or two, and got totally pulled from theaters and completely reproduced. I didn't know that. That's crazy. It was originally like called something like. Uh, Escape from the zoo or night on the town or something where they escape the zoo in New York and have like a night on the town in New York City and apparently it bombed and so they pulled the movie and completely remade it. That's crazy. So that's the only other thing I could say is like even somewhat similar and yeah. So this was a weird one. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that they changed it in theaters. I thought it was just for the release, the Blu-ray release. Yeah, it was like a few weeks into the theatrical run. I guess they shipped out another copy. Yeah, see, I didn't know theaters. that because I never, I didn't go back to see it in theaters a second time. So this is one of those times where I believe the nudity is important, not because I am a more hetero-leaning woman, but because it does completely show. His superiority to humans, you know, when he's on the planet of Mars. Yeah, it was the character development thing. In the graphic novel, it was because why concern yourself with clothing if you're this ridiculous being yeah. that can do basically anything? What just, do you care and if you're the only one on this planet who yeah. gives a crap. It certainly shows his separation from humanity because, you know, there's that idea that he doesn't quite get people anymore, mm -hmm. right? He's lost who he was. That's a big thread, right? Yeah. And that was a good example of that, that he doesn't understand those types of social norms anymore. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, the women who laughed every single time he was on screen, and I am not exaggerating, that was really freaking annoying. No, so... I agree. There was a group of dudes that groaned every time that was there. And I was like, seriously, it's less than five minutes worth of footage. Yeah. And it's a penis. You've all seen it. You right? right? Like, it was, I don't know. It's just, it was mind-boggling to me that it would be anything significant you know, outside of the character, and so I just found that very annoying. Every other movie has tits, and I've never giggled at one of those scenes, so whatever. Just an airplane, but it's a joke, so... Anyway, Ryan, your turn. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan, right? Dr. Um, Manhattan. I'm really having a hard time picking between the two. Um, I'm going to go with the one that's more tradition or that has at least more experience in on uh, TV instead of just movies. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I feel like he can completely do stoic... And disconnected uh, incredibly well. He would probably have to buff up a little bit for it because Dr. Yeah. Manhattan is tr 
very you know cut. Billy Crudup was he was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they could digitalize a lot of that today. That's true. Too. I mean, he's going to be glowing and right. all this other stuff anyway. But so. but yeah, I think that he he can uh, pull off the like really smart scientist and also you know God that doesn't really care about anything. He kind of showed in Doctor Strange. I mean, you get to see some of that yeah. in Doctor Strange. So no, I think that's a very interesting choice. Um, I try. I tried to stay away from actors who are already signed on the Marvel products because Watchmen's owned by DC and they wouldn't be allowed to do both. But that's a really good pick. This is Dreamcasting, Derek. I know, but not like know. the video game system. But <laughs> yeah, but I was just you know, it's not going because there was somebody I'm, I can't remember anymore. But there was somebody I was going to cast, and I remember that they're on some Marvel products. So fair enough, Jordan. I feel like I'm already 0 for 2 on all my picks so far. Oh, you are. As far yeah. as Ryan's concerned, the three of us are all 0 for 2. So. I feel like I'm not. Ryan? Um, Rachel's doing better than both of you, yeah. Is that one for one, one of two, or what is Don't worry about it, Derek. Okay. We don't, we don't want to, the statistics are not important. All right, all right. My pick isn't really buff, so they would definitely have to do some digital uh, bulking up, but um, I picked Matt Smith for mine. Actually, that is actually a popular choice. I was looking at a lot of fan castings online to compare, and a lot of people have picked Matt Smith. I, I he's he's a good actor, he but is he is actor. scrawny as crap. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> even weird. if he put on weight, like it wouldn't be look right. His his body type is just not. But again, like we're we're now in an age where CGI. But he still has a head that has to go on the body. <laughs> that and it just won't. But work. It also, the, the whole thing could be mocap. The whole character could be mocap. I mean, I guess. Look, me, well, then you're not really. Then you're just casting his voice. I guess. No, but like Andy Circus, for example. That. Andy Circus doesn't look like Caesar. But Caesar can't be who Caesar is without Andy Serkis. Doing Caesar looks like Circus. Seeing them side by side is pretty impressive. Huh? Really, I don't see it. I will pull right. this crap. Well, up. my point is though that you can you can do this type of mocap these days. I mean, the way Benedict Cumberbatch did mocap for uh, Smug, <laughs> that's how I always have to say it because it's weird. In like The Hobbit, right? Um, you know, you can do really cool things with mocap for people that need to look very different than they do. I think that they could do that. Okay, um, okay so I'm looking at the face, and uh, I mean, it's your turn. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, all right. So for me, I think. I think it's the physical size. I don't think is as big of a deal as it need as it needed to be back when the first movie was made. It's just, and also with the way Matt Smith was watching Doctor Who, like I did, he can play the person that cares about you five seconds later, and then totally just turn into I'm done. Yeah. That's what I like about it. That's why. I, that's why I thought he'd be a good choice for that. I'm cool. With on it. the acting, you're totally right. On the visuals, I think I'd have to see it first. You know. Oh, um, they could cast somebody else to actually be that. And like I said, the the ooh, vo- like Doug Jones and Lawrence Fishburne were both silver. Server. I actually thought about Doug Jones for. Uh, That's interesting for Doctor Manhattan. He's he, but he runs into same like same super kind of spindly, issue. yeah. 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 I mean, he is. I, I, you know, Doug Jones does a great job at what he does, which is yeah. not looking human. A monster. He's a creature actor, yeah. basically. Yeah. And he's probably the best currently living creature actor. He's the but, only one I can name, pretty yeah, much, yeah. other than, I guess, Andy Serkis, but it's kind of a different uh, um, creature I mean, Je- maybe creature actor is not the right name, but uh, Jeffrey Combs played a ton of different aliens through Star Trek over the years. Okay. We Star made Trek. it to eight. Yeah, that was not bad. 42 minutes. My pick, my pick. So for me, for Dr. Manhattan, and by the way, Doc Rev wants us to know that 
um, Dr. Manhattan's uh, physical appearance scarred him when he saw it in the movie theaters. Uh, I'm guessing the penis. I'm I'm assuming, yes. Uh, So for me, my pick uh, for Dr. Manhattan is Zachary Quinto. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, he, of course, plays Spock in the new Star Trek movies. He plays Siler on Heroes. um, And he has experience playing these kind of disconnected, not quite human characters who still have a human side to them. Yep. Um, And he's used to playing that dichotomy. But at the same time, I think he has a physical build that could stand up for that type of character. Um, I think that if you, you know, painted him blue and shaved his head, he'd look pretty much like Dr. Manhattan, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, it looks wise. I don't think that that's too far off. I don't know yeah. if he could pull off like the like I, I realize that he's playing a character in the new Star Trek movies that's kind of disconnected, but I don't Not think completely. it's as disconnected as Dr. Manhattan is. So I don't know about that, but there's degrees of it. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that he has the experience of pushing both sides of that so he i think he can handle it it would be interesting for sure not your worst casting thank you (laughs) so uh silk sector two i actually think this choice is going to impress ryan a lot um this is the young Silk Spectre, yes, if you're having trouble keeping track. Laurel. Oh, man. This is not Got it all wrong. Sally. Not Sally. I cast Betty White, so. Well. <laughs> I'd see her as every character in this. <laughs> um, I cast Adrian Palicki. Oh, she was on my short list. I like it, but she's, she's kind of old for that. Like, I hate calling women actors old, but l- listen, in the, in the graphic novel, she's supposed to be like... She's 16 in the really 70s young. when they first get together and take their first in picture. In 80s is when it takes takes place. 85, yeah. So, so I mean, she's in her late 20s. Mm, at, I mean, the, at the Adrian oldest. Adrian Palicki is like 32, 33 yeah, right say, now. I feel like she looks older. Like I feel like she looks older Malin than she Ackerman is. I, I really like her. Old I would have picked her as, her, as I mean, older. She, she has a very sophisticated like facial features and things like that. And maybe, maybe that's, that's what, what it mean, is. So but... I, I went I wanted to go with for the most part, besides comedian, uh actors in their twenties and thirties because they're all more well established in the nineteen eighty five because they all started in the sixties, seventies. And uh for the Minutemen when I cast them, I wanted to pick forties, fifties, sixty year old actors because um they can always young down they can age up that kind of thing right mm-hmm. you know after watching kurt russell in uh guardians. guardians i'm no longer concerned about aging down. <laughs> I, I love adrian plicky so i mean yeah. i'm good with that choice of her being in it i just feel like she probably would have been a better, better pick for the older one and if they need to age her up a little bit that's fine i just don't know i, I don't know I, I guess i always pictured a really young like so my yeah because like twenty five or younger my pick's about the same age really so that's yeah. fair I mean it's just different visions I guess yeah. right um she's still the youngest on my list yeah you know but. I, I think Adrian Palicki's seeing this on mine too um I had uh Chloe Bennett who's uh, Sky on Agents of Shield um, huh. she's kind of yeah right. a little more exotic looking I guess than the uh, one from the movie or the graphic novel because she's um, Asian. Part part Asian, mm-hmm. uh, but she she can do action really well. Um, I feel like she's gotten to go through a wide range of stuff on Agents Shield that shows already that she's a better actress than the one that was in the movie. Um, yeah, so I mean, I I I think that that was one of Agents the harder of picks Shield for me. actors better than Malin Ackerman. Yeah, 
I, I can't think of one actor that's been on Agents of Shield that's actually worse than. Like her, the so. truth is, she was terrible. I would have recast Silk Spectre too, and I would have cast Ozymandias. Yep, those are the only two I would have changed. Also, that's fair. But, yeah, that's my pick. Not because Matthew bet, Good but. was bad, but because Matthew Good <clears throat> read his entire script at once and played Ozymandias as the villain from the beginning, and so when he reveals himself at the end as the villain, you are not. Well, surprised. he looks evil. That's the problem, right? Away. Were, that was my problem right away. You yeah. knew he was the bad guy from the beginning. They were too nervous to put him in a bright purple suit, and they should have because nobody worries about the bright purple Barney dinosaur yeah. in the corner. Clearly, that's not going to be a bad guy. Yeah, well, maybe they'd get it right this time around. Hopefully. This, the thing about Silk Spectre 2 is it's not... There's nothing about her character that really stands out that much, much amongst all these other characters. Right. She's she's kind of the most boring character. She's it's been actually, more developed in the side comics that have come out since, but... No, it's actually you're why totally I had a right. hard time It's a very... Gen- like, any generic actress, I feel like, is... You, I'm not going to judge your guys' choices yeah. other than age, maybe, I guess. Sorry. Carla Gugino had maybe a third of the screen time as she did and blew me away yeah. as the first Silk Spectre. I would agree with that. Anyway, who's up next? Jordan. Take your, take your thunder. Uh, for Silk Spectre, I actually had Emma Stone. It was my choice. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I like her a lot, so I'm I do cool too. With that. <laughs> it would be interesting to see her do that kind of action because I don't think she's been in a movie where she no. had. No, I mean Gwen like Stacy's the closest she's ever been. I think. I mean, right now Maybe she's really trying hard for the Oscar bait, and yeah. I can't blame her. Once you get that nomination, once you want it again, but damn, it would be so cool to see her do yeah. a superhero where she's the superhero. But we are starting to get to that era maybe hopefully in comic book stuff where they can be oscar worthy and maybe a watch if a watchman movie were to be made that was like good enough maybe it could watchman's a property that can bring out that kind of acting it, it truly is the stuff and it. it is so hard-hitting and so reflective of the times that you know we all feel in this environment that we're one step closer to doomsday some days so it works. It could do things very similar to Logan. And we were just talking about Logan, you know, is probably going to be up for some Oscar bait. So, Okay. That my leaves pick. you. So for my pick, um, I really had a hard time with this, you know, kind of for the reasons we've discussed. So uh, I just went with an actor who I feel like hasn't been in a ton of stuff. Um, so this would be a good kind of defining role for her. Um, and that is uh, Alice Eve. Oh, yeah. From Star Trek. There's a surprise. Well, yes, Zachary well, Quinto and her. Yeah, Zachary Quinto is my audible, actually. Well, who's Chris Pine going to play? That's so, what I'm waiting to see. Uh, Chris Chris Pine is playing Steve Trevor, who gets thrown into the Watchmen timeline. Due he to... crashes, crashes, <laughs> crashes a plane. The the bomb the bomb in Wonder Woman is so big it tears open a space a, time. Space time. Yeah. And he falls into the Watchmen. Forty plus years later. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Interesting. Um, no, they age him old up. New they they age him up. They, he, yeah, um, he's just he's really old. He's the Peggy Carter of the uh, I like DCEU. It. <laughs> I like it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Alice Eve is is my pick for her. So. I'm not really gonna argue. I, like I said, it can be almost any generic actress at this point and be fine. I think. Yeah. I just wanted to pick somebody who isn't like. At least she's not. She's not a bad actress. So. She's not a bad actor, and she's not like incredibly iconic. Where it's hard to just see, like, not see the right. actor. Right? I didn't want that. So, Okay, so Night Owl. Uh, Night Owl 2. 
I couldn't help it. I cast Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. And oh, yeah, yeah. Who he, are we talking? Night Owl? Night Owl 2. Um, and I cast him because I really want those guys to get work after this. The show has become such a parody of itself at this point that fans are, you know, clinging to its last breath. And I feel like their characters have become kind of jokes at this point. And I hate that because once upon a time, these guys were good actors. And Jensen Ackles really, really blew me away with just voice work in uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. So I really want to see him in a Batman-like, cowl Batman-like character on the outside, but on the inside, he's this mushy weakling, which his character on Supernatural is nothing like, so it would be different. He's got the body type, he's got the build for it, and he can do a lot. He has a good range, so that's why I picked him. Somebody else go. You're both being very quiet and smirking. So Sorry, we were talking in chat. No, um, I know. I'll go next yes. to change up the order of things. Okay, let's just throw it all out of whack there. Yeah, go we're for throw it. it all Everyone who's Here listening is... What oh, Star Trek actress, actor is this going to be for whoa, this one? Uh, mine Zoe was, Saldana? Yeah, mine has never been in Star Trek, but they, we they were in a Marvel product at one point. They were in one episode of Farscape, actually. <laughs> Now this picks a little Were weird. They Galaxy Quest. I'm going. It? I'm going a little out there with this pick. Oh, I gosh. wanted to do something that I thought was a little crazier of, of a casting choice, but uh, he's obviously a very, very strong actor that could bring a lot of raw emotion to the role, and that is uh, Edward Norton. I don't hate it. Hmm. I do get really upset inside when people. Tr- when movie directors try to make Edward Norton hot, I'm like, no, you can't do that. But for the okay. older, impotent, out of shape, sad sack Night Owl, it totally works. Wait, and so he's only casting, he's casting the old Night Owl? No, no not the classic Night Owl. The Night Owl that, Night Owl 2 who was retired oh, and... Yeah. But he's not that old. No, but he's like he's supposed to be physically kind of you know going downhill and things like that. I'm not saying that Edward Norton is like that from a physical perspective, but I think that Ed Norton is a really good actor who has a lot of range and can bring a lot of emotion to the role, and is a sophisticated and experienced enough actor to hit both sides of that character. I get that. So, okay, Jordan, do you very know? mediocre choice, but um, let's see. Fairness, Edward Norton's Norman. mediocre. Sure. He was great in Birdman, though. I gotta say this name right because I always get it wrong. Nikolai Coaster Waldo. You guys might know him as Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. I oh, I do like him a lot. He's a very good actor. I'm really okay with that. Yeah. Man, why like didn't I think of him? That's a good choice. I like That's that. That's good, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, so I don't know. Oh, sure. man. No, I think that's a really good casting choice. I'm, a, I'm pretty jealous I didn't come up with that one. I don't know. I just, I th- the role, I don't know. I, I want to see him in more stuff, and I think he'd do great, and especially with them talking uh, Game of Thrones being the next season's the last season. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, they could easily move him over to there and still keep him with HBO. And Yeah. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. It's good. It's a really good pick. It's good. Because he, he's a great actor. He's had to go through a lot of different emotional levels through the many seasons of Game of Thrones. He's gone through a lot of bad stuff and had to kind of come down to earth, which yeah. is a lot of what Night Owl had to go through. So I like that. Ryan, 
Um, I went with a TV actor because that was the assignment, not to go with uh, movie actors. Wait, we were supposed to do TV actors? Yeah. Well, actors that were going to be acting in a TV show. Edward Norton's not going to be in a TV show, but um, I cast uh, Tom Cavanaugh. Um, okay. who, you know, kind of from The Flash. Uh, he's played Reverse Flash. And Which Earth will he be from? Yeah. That whatever Earth has the Watchmen. Um, I think that a lot of people complained about the casting in the original, in the original movie that the guy was too good looking, which I didn't agree with. I thought that he uh, like did a Christopher Reeve Superman kind of thing where he was more slunched, slumped over and like, you know, cleaning his glasses all the time. He did a really good job like making his brows look different. So, you know, like he, he, he wasn't traditionally good looking. 25 pounds in between his flashback scenes and his current scenes. Like, he he was great, insane. and I didn't think that he was over you know way too overtly attractive. Yeah, he did a great job, but um, but I think uh, <laughs> Tom Cavanaugh would bring an interesting uh, take to the role. Uh, he kind of has a similar. I feel like he has a similar look, maybe not quite like as much of a movie actor look, but uh, I think that he could pull off. I don't know how he. Would, well, I guess we know how he would look in a cowl because we've seen that. Yeah. I mean, you could kind of play it off in some interesting ways because because it's you know a, a shared universe. I mean, he could be uh, alternate Earth. <laughs> he could yeah. be another doppelganger. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hadn't really that wasn't really one of my. Here we go. Uh, in twenty nineteen, we'll have a CW HBO crossover. crossover. <laughs> oh my god, uh, we're I'd done. Be okay with that. <laughs> All right. So last one, Ozymandias, however you want to say his name. Uh, he is ultimately the villain of the entire series. Uh, I picked. An actor who is incredibly handsome and charming and going to fool you up until the very last moment. And that is Josh Holloway from Lost. He was the resident good-looking guy on the show. And he has kept that going in other roles. But in Lost, he really had to stretch himself and play a devious character. And I was like, yes, that's Ozymandias. Interesting. I never saw Lost, so I have no idea. I've seen like four episodes, and he was one of my favorite parts to it. So I I know he can act. I know he can play charming and villainous at the same time. Okay. So he was like an evil Gilligan, basically. <laughs> anyway, <yeah>. go. <laughs> uh, so for me, my my last pick, Osmondias. Uh, I actually went with uh, another pretty big A-list actor for this role, and that is... Jamie Foxx. Like, okay. Like Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx. Like, you know, okay. Ray and, and all that. Like, Ryan, Ryan is going to like... Like the start. host of the Beat Shazam or... The what? He, he's hosting a game show now on Fox where you have to beat the Shazam app and figure... It's, it's named that tune. Oh, I mean, that's fine. But we all know that he's a very good actor. He's done some really amazing roles. He's done something totally. that aren't so great either, like a lot of really amazing actors. Um, but he's that kind of... He's, he's an actor who can play your best friend in the world, but he's also the actor who could play the real villain, you know, like he did, for example, in, um, uh, in Baby Driver recently. You know, so I think that he can play both sides of that really well. I wanted to, to pick actors who could play all the sides of the characters that they are going to be tasked with. And I wanted somebody, since he is the, you know, in, in the Watchmen, you know, movie, of course, he's like that lead villain. Um, he is strong enough to hold all of those scenes on his own. He doesn't really need any help on set. He has a big enough presence, enough experience. He's not going to do a bad job. That's for no, sure. No, that's true. I've seen him do good guys and bad guys, so I'm I'm not upset about it. He's no longer the booty call actor. No. 
Jordan. No, no, I want to know what Ryan has to say here. No, yeah. just let him swallow that hate. I know, it's crazy. Let him live with it. You don't like Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. I don't like Jamie Foxx. I don't like him as Ozymandias, but... You don't like him as Oz? No, no. I don't. I think that he's very described very uh, specifically to be a specific look in the in the graphic novel and this isn't like a whitewashing or a race card i just think that he's given a very very specific look uh and i think that that's part of the character for me personally maybe it isn't for everybody but the fact that he's like aryan pretty boy matters i think it does yeah especially because of the time periods that uh that watchman takes place in and the political climate in those times I don't think I could see, uh, it's, I don't know. I just don't think in those time periods, a, a black person being, uh, the character that he is and he's supposed to be like a multimillionaire, um, you know, genius, everything else. And you just, I'm not saying it's not possible, obviously. <laughs> but in that time period, that wasn't really uh, something you saw from, uh, from African-American uh, people, it, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. That's it makes sentiment, it less believable for me, is what. But I mean, it's supposed to be like an arrogant kind of white guy, that's very Aryan, like perfect, pretty boy look. Yeah, I guess I just never really took it that way. Because okay. um, I mean, the time frame for me, I guess that wasn't as important. That aspect of the character. Um, that's fair. The uh, the time frame was really important for me, just well, because. I meant for that character. I, I, I never thought about the fact that because of the, of it being in the 70s or 80s that, you know... Because, um, I mean, by the 70s and 80s, you know, things had shifted in the business world. And I would think that if you were to do the show now, you'd have to modernize it somewhat. You know, because most of the people watching it... Are, so in your world, it's taking place now. Not necessarily like today or anything, but I think that if you, you know, have it take place with Nixon, you're going to alienate a lot of people who... I think it's totally alive. possible to take place in Donald Trump's world here. I mean, a lot, a yeah, lot of, I'm not opposed to that. I'm just, when I was thinking about, about the, my casting, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of the time periods that are presented. I'm in not saying that that was wrong with you. I'm just saying that in, in the major demographic that would be watching the show today wasn't really conscious during Nixon's era. So it, the, the things that you're, you're shown, you're not going to relate to as well for the average viewer of the show. That's all. Well, when you watch a period piece, it's, for it's to be taken to that era. You're totally right. Opinion. No, you're you're, so. you're totally right. I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, but this this is a superhero product, not like a war movie. So it's a superhero product that's supposed to take place in our world with our presidents and things like you know what I mean. It's like an alternate version of our world. You're where right. We have all the but same in, presidents, in the, in the same the, history. Basically. In the comic books now, it is the Watchmen exist in modern day too. So uh, it's not like these characters cease to exist after a certain point in time. You're not wrong. I'm just saying so, that so in I'm the time saying, periods I'm looking at, I don't think that that fits the time the, and, the story that was given to Pretend us. Pretend I'm going off of rebirth. Sure. Then I think that may be a more acceptable so, casting if you're going off rebirth. Jordan, how was your cast? <laughs> um, this one I had a lot of trouble with. My uh, wife actually had to help me with this one, and she suggested Alexander Skarsgård. Ooh, I love it. That was actually one of my picks, too. It's a good, it. good choice. I think he fits the physicality that I was talking about very closely. He was the best part of True Blood, from what I hear. I, didn't I watch always it, forget but, about him. Which is weird, because like a lot of people watch this show basically just for his character, because some of the other ones were so bad. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, True Blood was so weird in that half the cast was amazing and half the storylines were great and then the other half was Anna Paquin and she was half a fairy or some crap. So, whatever. Go ahead, Ryan. Everybody um, hates on Anna Paquin. No. So, uh, Alexander Skarsgård was my first pick. Um, I also had uh, Neil Patrick Harris because I think that Ozymandias is supposed to be kind of a showman and... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of full of himself, and I think that Neil Patrick Harris can pull it off. Obviously, he does TV shows, so I don't think it's too out there. Um, and no, I don't think doing... he'd be a dead giveaway as the bad guy, like, no. right from the beginning. Um, no. no. No, I mean, he hasn't really played, like, the the good guy since he was Doogie Howser. <laughs> no, I mean, he wasn't, like, a bad guy in How I Met Your Mother. I mean, he wasn't, like, a of, nice guy, until, but he wasn't a villain. Until the end of the show, he's kind of not a good guy. He's a jerk, but he's not a villain. All right. I think a lot of women may disagree. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. We're right. going to skip my my Minutemen. Minute yeah. Yeah, we didn't even get to cast Moloch. That's fine. He's an important part of the movie. Come on, jeez. He, he's in, yeah. He's okay. in a lot. Look, there's a ton of characters we could cast. We didn't get to the newspaper guy or the comic book boy or the sure. pirates. We don't know if that's going to happen or not. So, very interesting stuff. Give us your fan cast. Who would you cast in a Watchmen TV show? I think they could do those stories just like kind of the way American Gods is doing their story structure. That could be done really well. You wouldn't have to make two separate films, which is what mm-hmm. Zack Schneider had to do. Yeah, I think that could work really well as a Absolutely. show. Absolutely. So, yeah, check us out. We are at Heroes Podcasts on absolutely everything. Twitter, podcast, or uh, Twitch. <laughs> Twitch. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. It's heroespodcast.com. And of course, the <laughs> Patreon. Look, every month we have started doing some fun videos. They are legitimate short films with us actually acting. We We're are trying to. We are acting on a shoestring budget, and that's where the fun comes in. So instead of us being on real sets, we're in my home. Instead of us wearing real costumes, we are wearing our clothes. It's it's, it's pretty fun. It's low tech, uh, but last month in October, or in, uh, excuse me, um, September, we released our first one, which was the Big Kahuna Burger scene from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. You can go check that out now at patreon.com slash heroes podcast. It is now public, so you do not have to pay to see it. But if you want to get behind the scenes looks and early access to our monthly videos, become a patron. This month's is a horror movie in line with Halloween. Uh, Ray is the lead, so I go am. go uh, go check that out. We'll have some behind the scenes stuff soon for that. Uh, Jordan, if people want to get a hold of you out in the real world, how can they do that? Um, all I got is one page on Facebook, uh, Augustus Clockwork Compendium. Try to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long name, but you type in Augustus, and it's there. Yeah. So it pops Either that up or you nice. can also look up me and look up under Steampunk Bane. Might be a little bit easier to find me. There you go. Awesome. Uh, don't forget to check out us at Kansas City Comic Con November 10th, 11th, and 12th. We had passes to give away, three-day passes to Kansas City Comic Con. And we uh, we have our winner. We picked our winner today. It's Gabriel Bowe. It is. Bowie. I don't know how it's to say it. It's B-O-W-E. 
So, I don't know if that's Bo or Bowie. I apologize. It could be either, depending on where you are from. Yes. So, please, Gabriel, uh, shoot us a message or a DM uh, on Facebook or Twitter or email us, contact at heroespodcast.com, and we will get with you and get you those passes to Kansas City Comic Con. And, as always, like, share, and subscribe. Click those buttons. Do it. That's right. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.